This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamp. This is Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by... My name is Terry Combs RG. Regular guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. I think we all want to succeed 100% of the time seek to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. All right. Well, welcome into the show. It is Friday, April 21st, 2023. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at oursuccessgroup.com. So, Terry, today we're going to be joined by Vic Patel with Craft Express, and we're going to be talking about turning your craft hobby into dollars. And um, A, always love talking to Vic, just just a super smart guy and um, lots of information, lots of great uh, tips and tricks. So even if you're not, maybe maybe you are already a business owner going, ah, this hobby stuff, right? Well, the whole concept here is how do you become profitable, right? And I think we could all use that information. How do, how do we kind of get from point A to point B? So um, I, this think is that, gonna yeah, be- I think they're nuggets for everybody, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and Vic's done a lot in our industry. So, uh, you know, he'll, he'll have some fantastic uh, perspectives and, and I love what he's doing with Craft Express. You can see his personality coming out in that and, uh, and it's pretty darn cool. So I'm um, excited for that, Terry, excited to be back in studio. We had a uh, great show last week from a uh, shocker, everybody, uh, from a bar. <laughs> uh, we had chicken wings, right? We did we did it all. And uh, I didn't was, go back and listen, but it, while it was on, people were saying the sound was good. And so, yeah, yeah. And yeah, don't adjust I, your sets. Uh, one of us might have been in Cancun. So <laughs> one, one of us. Yeah, there, there's the sunburn comment. Yeah. Poor guy <laughs> spent so much time on the beach. You feel bad for him. Anyhow. Um, <laughs> so real quick, uh, Terry, let's say good morning. Some people that are checking in here. Uh, good morning to uh, Todd from Fat Dad Wholesale. Uh, Chuck checking in as well. Good morning, Chuck. And Miss D coming in from California. And we've got Jerry uh, joining us as well as Barb. And um, Jerry says, here for the nuggets. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then Todd, Todd was actually on the program with us uh, on uh, on that uh, in that bar episode. And uh, he said, yeah. at the end of the day, no one died. So <laughs> isn't that your line, Terry? That is. It's just a T-shirt. No, <laughs> no one dies. <laughs> you know, actually, uh, after that show in the elevator going up, somebody who had been to my screen printing class was in the elevator. And she goes, oh, my gosh, Terry, so good to see you. She goes, you know, the, the biggest takeaway I had from your class was when you said, it's just a T-shirt. Nobody dies. Everybody relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, all right. Well, we, we also have been uh, a little bit... Uh, behind on the the news not behind it's just with all the travels and everything like that we haven't had as many news segments as we normally do and and so we are excited to get back to that we have uh, cassie green with the imperialist going to join us and uh, bringing us some uh, amazing news and information like they do over there at the imperialist so terry are you ready to bring cassie in here let's let's hear it <laughs> Excited to um, be back, bringing everybody the news. Uh, we're only, you know, sharing a few headlines today, but don't worry, there's plenty at Apparelist.com, as Terry and Aaron said. So go on over there if you want to catch up on everything you've missed. Um, I just have to say first before we start, y'all are cracking me up today. I'm I'm dying laughing at everything you're saying. So <laughs> thanks for that great start to our weekend. Um, let's get into some headlines, right? <clears throat> first headline I want to share with you guys today. Shirtmax launches t-shirt giveaway to benefit charitable organizations. Um, I'm a sucker for feel-good stories. Y'all probably know that. I've shared several in this segment in the past. Um, This is a pretty neat story. So Shirtmax, which is a provider of wholesale blank apparel, is doing this national t-shirt giveaway. Now, the company has previously done quite a bit of work with, you know, several local charities. They're in the Atlanta area. Um, This year, they decided to expand it to be a national initiative. Uh, The giveaway is open to all nonprofits and charitable organizations in the U.S. This includes church groups, homeless shelters, youth programs, everything like that. Um, 
I interviewed the co-founder of ShirtMax. Uh, his name is Jordan Adair. He mentioned they've already received several applications. Um, so if you check out the link on our site, you can kind of see all the details, really cool stuff. Um, so yeah, next headline. And I just have to say it's the Friday before Earth Day. So of course I have to talk about one of the many sustainability headlines in the industry, right? Um, there are a lot of them. So I'd be remiss to, you know, not say, you know, there's tons of things, obviously. All Maid's got some stuff going. Gildan, Haynes, Threadfast, all of these guys, tons of great sustainability initiatives. Today, um, we're going to highlight Next Level's most recent announcement. The headline, Next Level Apparel, Transitioning to Recycled Polyester. So um, while the company Next Level Apparel has provided a sustainable apparel collection for the last several years, it's now transi transitioning its entire product line of polyester blended fabrics to recycled polyester. And since we're talking about recycled polyester, I thought I'd wear my awesome Pink Floyd recycled polyester shirt today. So shout out to that. Um, for Next Level Apparel, this change that they're implementing actually started in March and it will impact all incoming fabrics. Um, this, of course, is in line with a series of moves Next Level has made recently, including several partnerships and sustainable initiatives. All right, guys, final headline, and I saved the best for last. But you, you all might think this is the worst, but it's also the best. Headline, don't make Walmart's mistake. T-shirt pulled after accidental profanity. Um, I think there might be a few regulators in the audience who have had their fair share of design mishaps. Um, so this story is, like I said, so bad, it's good. Uh, if you didn't see the news, Walmart stocked some shirts to celebrate Earth Day, Earth Month. The problem was the design contained a pretty rude swear word spelled out. And of course, this was purely accidental, right? They didn't mean it. Um, a savvy shopper spotted it. I think he shared it on his Twitter feed and it blew up all over the internet for all the wrong reasons. Um, but here's why we should care as decorators and Great lesson to head into your weekend. Check, double check, triple check your designs. Even when accidental, things like this do tend to happen. So, you know, do your due diligence. Make sure you get final approvals. Always have multiple parties review your designs. And of course, always, always, always do this before going to print to avoid costly mistakes. So don't be like Walmart. Don't be like this design. Make sure you're not including accidental profanity in your designs. And that's my lesson for the week. Hope you all enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, guys, those are all the headlines I have for you today. Back to you. Our nugget from Cassie, no accidental profanity <laughs> in your graphics. Accidental or like some people that we might now know uh, specific, right? Like <laughs> non-accidental, <laughs> intentional. <laughs> oh, there's definitely a decorator here in, uh, in uh, actually in Glendale that, yeah, totally on purpose. <laughs> intentional profanity. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all uh, right. Well, Cassie, right back at you. We loved all that, that you shared, uh, cracking us up and bringing uh, just lots of great information at the same time. So uh, really appreciate that. Um, and, and definitely, as Cassie mentioned, you know, go check out what they've got going on over there at Apparelist and um, read all the backstories, check out all the amazing video content that Cassie puts out, et cetera. Uh, so really good stuff happening over there at Apparelist and Printing United. Terry, we, uh, we've got a dad joke for you. We we, uh, we had to make a, a last minute change. So yeah, uh, and you know I know Jay Basella's tuning in to hear his dad joke, but uh, Jay, I was informed while Cassie was talking that on September thirtieth, uh, Lee Wright gave us the exact same dad joke. So we're not gonna you're gonna have to dig deeper, my friend. Uh, Jay did say that's not my joke. I heard it somewhere. You might have heard it here, Jay. <laughs> I was gonna say there's a good chance if it was a dad joke, you probably heard it on this program. <laughs> Okay, well, fortunately, I have an 11-year-old, so there's an unendless supply of dad jokes that we can tap into. Um, so this one is from uh, from my son, Lewis. Uh, are, are you ready, Terry? Are you buckled I'm in? ready. Let's hear it. All right. It, it, Eric's already cringing. That's the crazy part right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Terry, just this is another public service announcement, actually. Um, so do not accept friend requests from Taco Bell. Why you is that, why? Aaron? I because, love Taco Bell. <laughs> because they're not your friends. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, and I see that for our for our podcast listeners, uh, Eric has uh, defined your friend. <laughs> uh, thank you, Eric, for defining the friend, especially with a last minute change like that. So um, interesting. All yeah, right. I'm sure he was cringing because I saw he was copying it from the uh, from the outline as I was changing the jokes. So. <laughs> okay. Well, um, right. real quick before uh, we get move on to the next segment here. Um, Kristen, uh, actually talking about that shirt said Walmart pulled the shirt, but it's still available on Amazon. And Todd mentioned, uh, he may or may not have that shirt. Um, <laughs> and then Rick from six, one, three, uh, said, uh, subliminal. So, right. <laughs> uh, all right. And then, oh, we do have the follow-up before you dive into to your part there, Terry, uh, from Todd. So I, I will get my giggling out of the way now. Um, Todd says, let us think on that for a bit because it wasn't that spicy. So there you go. Plays right. Go ahead, uh, Eric. Let us, L-E-T-T-U-C-E. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terry. All right. Before we go we any further, Aaron, let's, yeah. uh, we want to thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. And we are always looking for new guests. So if you... Or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com slash two, the number two, regular guys with your show ideas. And uh, we'd also love to have you lend your voice to the podcast. So we are looking to update our introduction. Some of the folks that in that introduction are either with different companies, no longer in the industry. Some have retired. So we'd love to have uh, have some new voices there. So you can go to decorators.inc.inc slash intro and you can record a video or audio message uh, just tell us your name your company name and let the rest of the regulators know that you are listening to the two regular guys podcast and uh you can even if you have a dad joke you can share that as well and we'll uh, we'll play your recording on the air <laughs> and uh, lastly we wouldn't uh, we we appreciate you giving us reviews wherever you do your podcast listening. If you're watching us live right now, please join in with your comments and your questions for Vic. And you're, if you're listening to the podcast version, we would appreciate you sharing the Two Regular Guys podcast with all of your industry friends so they can become regulators too. Absolutely. So check that out. Um, Terry, we're, we're going to, uh, we, we want to get to Vic here. So we're going to do sure. do something else real quick though, um, because we didn't have a chance to do this. Um and you were out at the ISA show. Um, so right. just could you give us like the, the elevator pitch for it? You know, sure, absolutely, absolutely. Recap the uh, <clears throat> ISA show for anybody who doesn't know is basically a sign show and it was up in Vegas. So a uh, quick trip for Jay Bissell and I to shoot up there, 45 minute flight. Uh, I did get flight delayed on the way back though. So I, I got walked in the door at midnight, walked out the door at 6 a.m. to go to Dax, Minnesota. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, Park. lots of DTF at the, at the show, interestingly enough. Uh, probably uh, eight or nine different DTF printers at a sign show, which was interesting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, brother was showing their, uh, their GTX Pro that they've converted over to be kind of a small format. Uh, DTF machine too, which was kind of interesting. And um, uh, one thing that I thought was kind of cool was uh, gold glitter and, you know, glitter with the image showing through film for DTF. And the, the gold was super cool. It looked like um, it looked like HTV, you know, uh, heat transfer vinyl, but without the weeding. And so I thought that was yeah. a really cool thing as well. And uh, got tied up in a lot of meetings and things like that. So I didn't get through the whole show, but uh, very, very well attended. Uh, everybody there was, um, was very, all the vendors were very pleased with, uh, with the activity going on. So, uh, you know, next year, check out the ISA show. Yeah, definitely interesting show. And um, yeah, so uh, thank you for that recap there. So let's let's get right to this, though, Terry. We need to get Vic in here before uh, he says enough with you guys. I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I can't just hang out with you two regular guys for uh, my entire morning. But so without further ado, let's go ahead and just directly welcome Vic right into the show. We've got Vic Patel with Craft Express joining us. Vic, thank you so much for being here this morning. It's great to have you. Oh my goodness, it's wonderful to be here and uh, wonderful to hear all those um, dad jokes coming out. 
<laughs> you, you don't happen to have one that you want to share with us just off the top, right? Oh, yeah. I've got a good one. Okay. And, 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 don't, and, and don't be surprised if I laugh at my own dad jokes. Just like Terry does. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so so, so what, what's the difference between the people from Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Aaron knows this one. <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference? Well, well, the people from Dubai just don't like the Flintstones, but the people from Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> that is a good one. Oh, that is a good one. That's what, and you told it way better. We, I think we actually had that on the show a few months back, and you, your your version is way better. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, all right, Vic. Well, real real quick before we dive into this, just just start us off. Give our listeners kind of your your one hundred and one on who is Vic Patel. What tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey in the industry here. Short little bald guy, born in England. Um, worked for a cell phone case company for about eight years. Um, we, we introduced sublimation and personalization in 2010. Um, and then, um, and that is wrapping your image around the phone case. Um, then moved on to a, a, a company here in Charleston called uh, Sawgrass Technologies. But most of you, most of you know as Sawgrass Inc. Um, producers of printers and ink. All anything to do with sublimation, sawgrass um, has a has their hands in it. So, and from there, um, really just um, had w- w- was very privileged to to fly around the world with them, and and um, I, I I I discovered a passion for blanks and, and crafting, and found a market for it in the U.S. and said, you know what, I got the entrepreneurial bug, and I'm going to start Craft Express here in the U.S. and you know. A little over a year later, I'm here with the two regular guys. I made it. Right. <laughs> Finally made it. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. Well, so Terry, let's dive into this though. We, we've yeah. Got to, yeah. I love, I love Vic's story there and um, all that you've done. Right. I, I think that's a, a nice little, uh, like you said, bubble, but uh, he, he's done so much more. You were, you're very integral over there at Sawgrass. So, you know, you know, sublimation through and through, but uh, let, let's get into this, this topic that we want to discuss here today, Terry. Yeah. You know, you know, Vic, uh, and, and, you know, you, you, you know, people from the industry. And so you will always be the phone case guy to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so um, I'll take that. So let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about what drives people coming into decoration from the hobbyist side of things and more, and more specifically uh, what role do you think creativity plays for makers and what does that mean for makers considering the transition to to a real business yes that's a big question terry um so <laughs> uh, there's a lot of parts to that i i, I think yeah. at, at the end of the day um, there's one thing that, re- sorry about the squeaking. I have my dog here who's playing with his toy, her toy. Um, so, so w- one thing about, um, crafting in general is just the pure satisfaction of the end product. Right. Mm. I, I, I think that, and that's why I continually use the power of wow or beat or prepare for wow, because no matter how many times you pull off that transfer sheet, right? Off a, off a mug, off a t-shirt. Even if you've been doing it for 15, 20 years like me, um, you're still pretty darn impressed of what you've actually just created, yeah. right? And, and, and that drives, for me, that drives individuals to not only make products for their friends and families, um, and, and they give it away with so much passion and, and, and pride. And, and family members take it too. But it also drives um, a segment of that group to say, maybe I can make a business out of this. Maybe I can make a little bit of money out of this, right? And, and so there's, there's lots of things involved in taking that step, um, which, which, which I think we're gonna dig into a little bit here, but, but um, the creativity is really driven by the people around them. Whether it's it, the, the inspiration comes from friends and family initially, when you're just giving away product, it comes from the community that they're in every single day on Facebook with, with you guys. You're inspiring you know, people from multiple generations into getting into crafting. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, Vic, it's, it's interesting. You, you put it that way because, um, when I do my classes, I always say, you know, once you're in this industry, you never leave. It's like Hotel California. And yeah. uh, and I, I always say the reason for that is there's not very many, many jobs that you can create for yourself where where at the end of the day, you you you, you peel that transfer away or you lift that last screen and and, and you go, ah, oh, that's really cool. And there's, there's not a lot of businesses where you can end every day with, oh, that was really cool. That was, that was awesome. I, I can't yeah. wait to do more yeah. of that. So, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I, I'm still just fabergasted at just the reaction from people when, when you take that paper off it, at trade shows. I was at ISA too. I, I, I was at ISA and, and I, I 100% agree with you. That show, we're back. Trade shows are back after that show. Yes. I mean, yeah. it was packed and, and people were just fully engaged in, in, in what we were all doing there. So, so yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And Vic, I also love that you mentioned, you know, that, that kind of community of it too, right? Because, you know, you, you would think that, I guess at, like, if you weren't really thinking deeply about it, right. Crafting is, you know, I, I'm in my basement, I'm kind of just doing my thing, but really it seems like crafting is a community of people that kind of get together over a similar interest. And, and honestly, I've seen you guys do a really good job of of developing that kind of a community around what it is that, you know, you, you said a year later. I mean, you guys have a community around Craft Express. When we talked about creativity, I think that was kind of part of it, too. What is what does that community allow? You know, you mentioned inspiration. Can you kind of expand on that a little bit? Yeah, uh, yeah, there's one thing I learned, and, and this is this is a solid, solid fact, and, and that we've got. A, I've seen a lot of names on, on on the chat here. A lot of folks are creators, sellers. They do a bit of everything, and, and one thing is for one thing is for sure. Crafting is a small word, but it's a huge, huge market, right? Uh, from a technology base. And, and what I always say when I speak, when I'm given the opportunity to speak in front of groups um, that come together, I always say, this is your opportunity to actually talk to one another, whether it's go to lunch, go to the bar. And, and sometimes people feel really uncomfortable doing that, thinking, well, you know, Billy here competes with me or John here. They don't, right? Uh, crafting is local. Right. And, and, and it's local on many levels in the fact that it's not just local geographically, but it's local to the technology that you're using or local to the style of art that you're putting on a T-shirt. It's local. My my neighbor, two doors, three doors down, has sublimation equipment and they produce T-shirts for pickleball teams and tennis teams around around Charleston. Right. There's another family down the road that makes coffee mugs for a living. They both have the same machines. They don't compete against each other, and, but they learn off of each other. They learn about the best ways to sell, the best ways to promote without spending too much money, right? Because, you know, people aren't flush with cash, but we need to get a little scrappy. So I always say the community aspect is we are a community, a true community, one that raises each other up and builds their builds their self-esteem up and, and, and grows their individual helps grows individual businesses that's what we do we i i don't think there's 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 anyone in our in, in our community in any of our channels that bring people down and and we don't take down negative posts we keep them up i think it's 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 we encourage it yeah people yeah, learn that, from it yeah that's that's uh, so true and uh I'm assuming it's Megan, but uh, we've got Craft Express there saying we love our Craft Express crafting community. So um, it, it, it does come from that. Uh, in fact, she follows up with community is greater than competition. So, yes, uh, true, true statement, true statement. OK, well, Vic, let, let's. Yeah, yeah Vic, you uh, you have your dog with a squeaky toy that we can't hear. You guys can hear my dog because there's an electrician going in and out and in and out of the <laughs> <laughs> my front door over here yeah, so yeah. so i'm going back and forth to mute so <laughs> <laughs> all right no problem well, well so vic i guess okay so we talked about hobbyist craft that kind of thing 
And, you know, we're, we're talking about how do we go from that into what you would kind of talk about, right? They, they, they're so in love with it and they go, man, I can make a business out of this. So yeah. maybe yeah. start there. Can you give us your definition of, of kind of what that means? You know, if it's side hustle or a traditional business, is it, is it revenue? What, what separates the two things? It's side hustle. I mean, you know, there, aren't, there aren't many people who just want to take the leap and say, I'm going to do this full time. It is, it, it's a side hustle that is extremely contagious, extremely addictive. And, and it literally starts with the people you surround yourself with. Um, you know, I enjoy giving just product away, right? When, 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 I give, when I give product away to family, my sister-in-law was in town last weekend. She came to the office. We made some products. She knew nothing about what I did until we got in the office and we started making things, right? She goes, well, I can actually buy these and give, this, give these away to my clients, right? Yeah. That's, the, that's the, 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 you, you're planting the seed. That's germination, right? Now you're starting to set some roots. What did it cost me? It cost me a tumbler or two and about 15, 20 minutes of my time with my sister-in-law explaining what I did. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we created magic. So now she's talking about buying some products off of me that she can on demand, on demand that yeah. she can actually give away to her clients. And now she's adding value. I have an artist that, um, that has an office right next door to me and and she's her name's marissa vogel you can look her up she's very well known her for, she sells pieces of artwork for ten thousand dollars each but she uses paint and a brush she doesn't know anything about digital art i made her a tumbler with one of our art pieces on there and she was just blown away and now she's taking those tumblers and she's giving them to her clients when they buy a piece of artwork I love right it. <clears throat> That that's how easy it is. It it is it it's not it it, it we we can overthink these things, but yes. we don't have to, right? We don't have to, it, and it will happen naturally, and it'll happen very quickly too. Well, you know, Vic, we have a we have a, a listener who has a, a question along these lines, and uh, if we want to pop that up there, um, it's from Jerry Dyke. It says. Uh, uh, morning, Vic. How can we get our sublimation products in front of our clients in lieu of a website? I love this question. Jerry, love you. Thanks for the question. <laughs> um, so I, I feel that sampling is the best way to get something in front of someone. Okay. <clears throat> Once again, it's not going to cost you much. And, and, and this is also teaches you how to, how to start a side hustle. Um, I was a sales guy for many, many years. I was asked to cold call. Um, and, and you really have to be, uh, uh, you really have to have like the 24th chromosome in order to enjoy, um, <laughs> cold calling on people. Right. Yeah. You really do. It, it's, it's harsh. It's bad. But what I realized very quickly was if, if I walked in this business, if I walked into somebody's business and then handed them something that was tangible that they could relate to like a coaster with their logo on it right you'd make some friends and then you'd open the door to these conversations and 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 that's how i get product in front of people in in as in the cell phone case world terry um this is this one. This is a, this is an oldie but a goodie. Um, <laughs> we encouraged all of our employees to carry around ten or fifteen phone cases in their bag. Just carry them around in boxes, because whether you're on a plane, you're on the subway, you, you, you're traveling somewhere, you see someone with a phone case that's not wasn't ours. You hand them a phone case, or you say pick one. Right, you got immediate brand royalty. You go, oh my God, these, these guys just handed me a $30 phone case, right? And guess what? They tell their friends, they tell their family members, and they come and right. check out what you're doing, and boom, right? So that's it. I think you just have to be you, and, and there's nothing like it. 
don't 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 pull out your 24th chromosome be you and, and do something that you feel comfortable doing and if it means giving away a keychain or giving away something open that conversation and i'm telling you it will pay dividends yeah yeah that's awesome uh Megan Craft Express says, uh, Vic is the Oprah of the crafting community. So you get a phone case. You get a phone case. You get a phone case. I love it. <laughs> All right. We'll have to have conversation later, Megan. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Terry, what's, uh, what's the next question you've got for Vic there? Well, um, so when and why should makers think about making that transition from hobbyist to business? What, what, what makes going commercial a good fit for someone? Oh, what makes going, I, I think going commercial full-time Terry or, or, uh, well, I, I, you know, or, or, or just making that side hustle. At what point do you say, you know, instead of this being free, here's how much it is. <laughs> Look, I, I think yeah, being free, being free can be quite costly after a while. Right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. um, I, I, I think that you, your gut will tell you it's time, right? You, 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 your mind and body will tell you this is this feels good. You know what? I, I, if I can sell a set of four coasters for fifteen dollars and I'm collecting cash and, and I'm collecting, uh, I'm going to a marketplace. I'm meeting new people. I like this. I enjoy this. I, I will complain all day long before and after a trade show. I will never complain during the show itself when I'm engaged with people who are talking about what we do for a living, right? Because I'm getting so much out of it. I'm, I'm learning so much from them as to what they do and what their needs are. I'm, I'm delivering information to them on what we do and I love talking about what we do, right? I think that you can tell that, right? Um, but that's when, when you're having fun, that's it. That's the, that's yeah. the point. That's the pivotal point. What I call, uh, there's a book called The Black Swan Moment, right? That is the black, that, that, that moment in time when you say, this is it, boom, and, and you're going to do it. And I'm telling you, you won't look back. Was it a hard decision for me to leave a job that I absolutely loved at Sawgrass. I adored, I, I, I loved it, right? Every day walking in this new challenge, new opportunities and, and saying, walking into an empty office and I'm on my own, Megan wouldn't take my phone call um, to come work <laughs> for me. And yeah, it was hard. It still is. It's hard every day, but um, I love every moment of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Vic, I think, you know, it, it plays to what you talked about, right? That, that instinct is going to tell you that. And the instinct comes from what you're passionate about. Right. And so if you, yeah. if you allow that to be, if you, you know, follow that, right. You are going to have those moments that you talked about, right. Where, where, cause what, you know, I get to work with a lot of small businesses and what I do. And I always tell them that your reason has to be bigger than your excuses. Right? And so we're going to have the excuse to not, go out to the, the craft fair or, or whatever. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't feel like doing it. You mentioned complaining yeah. before and after the trade shows. I, I know everything about it. Setup sucks. <laughs> it's, it's too expensive. Yep. What are we doing here? And then tear down is terrible. And <laughs> the worst can't wait to get home to my family, yada, yada, yada. But like you said, that part in the middle, that that's everything that's checks the box for you. So I, I appreciate that you shared that. I mean, you know, as a, a year in business. I mean, you, you live that every day. What, what, what have you learned from that? From, from, from the yo-yo effect of the emotions. <laughs> yes, um, indeed. Yeah. Fortunately, fortunately touch wood that there's, there, there are more ups and downs, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I think ultimately, I think that last three weeks, four weeks I've been traveling three, three trade shows in four weeks. Wow. And we've, yeah, it, it is well, <laughs> uh, and, and each one's very different, but you, you come back extremely pumped at the opportunities that arise from, from each of those. Right. Yeah. Um, whether it's talking to big customers, small customers, or the individual who's just 
like you say, right? I don't know whether I should take this on on, on full time or a side hustle. Yeah. How do I do this? I spend more time with those folks than I do with the big guys, right? Because this is this is where I love I love the coaching aspects of it. You just have to learn to deal with it. I I I, I don't I I think it's it's uh you have to look past the 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 challenge that you have right now and look forward to the opportunities that you're going to, to, to close or the, the, the rewards that you're going to get after, you know, I, I drive, to, I, I drive my son to school every day. I drive my son back from school every day. Those are things I could not do before I did this. Right. Those are precious moments, right? Trying sometimes, but precious, right? But he is also privy to all the phone conversations that are happening in between that time and learning from those conversations that I'm having, whether they're conversations with my vendors or with my customers, um, he's learning. And that to me is um, just a, a coincidental, amazing goal, amazing outcome of what I'm doing. I'm, I'm actually putting my real fingerprints on him in those 30, 40 minutes when I'm driving him back and forth from school. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. You, you know, when you said that's trying sometimes, I know it's totally off the subject, but I will never forget taking my daughter Riley to school and pulling up in front of the school and she goes, oh, I forgot my shoes. I'm like, you literally got in the car without your shoes on. <laughs> so, sorry, that was a total aside. <laughs> Popped into my head when you yeah. said it's trying sometimes. <laughs> Shiny object. All right. <laughs> uh, so, Vic, okay, uh, let's, I want to keep this moving forward. So, we're somebody, right? We're, we're hobbyists. We're enjoying the passion. We're makers. We've got that going for us. But yes, you can kind of sense that spark that, you know, I'd like to go from free to, you know, where my, <laughs> where everything's paying for my hobby and let my hobby pay for itself and maybe a little bit more, right? I, yeah. That transition I'm trying to make. As I'm thinking about that, are there some things that I should be kind of like in my, in my head, planning ahead for here a little bit? Well, obviously planning ahead for how you're going to grow the business, where are you going to grow? Right. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I, I said crafting is a small word, but it's, it's an expansive, it's a huge world. Yeah. Um, I, I think the biggest pitfalls that I've seen people make are that they're so excited. I can make this, I can make that, I can make this and, and focus, right? <laughs> it's, it's like the, the, the whole Star Wars focus, young, young Jedi. So yeah. like focus on what you're good at doing, right? You can, you can expand gradually. But if you focus today, and if you're just making coffee mugs, just keep making them, right? As long as that money's coming in, keep making them. And then you can expand out and make a 15 ounce and then start looking at making a tumbler, right? But don't go too wide too quickly, um, but stay narrow. And it's okay. It, it, it's all right if people in our community are making a thousand different products, it's all right. Yep. You're not gonna get left behind. We're in a $44 billion market in the United States alone, wow. growing at 10% every year. Yeah. Okay. You are not going to get left behind. Yeah. And there's nothing like a personalized or, or, or customized product to drive up margins, period. Yeah. You, can't, you cannot beat it. Yeah. So, so, so focus and, and, Set goals, set achievable goals for yourself. Um, don't say you're going to be a million dollar business on, on, in, in the first month. Set achievable goals that you know that you can achieve and that you're not going to sacrifice your time with your family too because you know, yeah. you've got a job, you've got to spend time with your family, you've got to do the side hustle. You'll make money, there's no yeah. doubt. And you'll yeah. enjoy doing it too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think so that's really great, great advice, you know, focus on one thing. I, it always, I always cringe when somebody comes up to me at a trade show and says, okay, I just uh, ordered screen printing equipment and I just bought an embroidery machine and, and I, I want to talk to you about a sublimation printer and I'm also going to buy an engraver and I'm like, oh my God, it, stop, oh my God. stop buying things. <laughs> yeah. Just give me the money. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, after this thing, stop buying things. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. well, and, and, and speaking of that buying things, so, you know, any business takes time and money to operate. So what kind of cost should hobbyists be um, uh, thinking about when making this transition? And, and, and at the same time, what keeps people from taking the leap? You know, is it, is it hey, this is going to cost me a lot of money or I'm not going to have a paycheck? <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I, I think that the cost factor is huge, right? So I, I, you can get into, you know, if you, it's just sublimation, for example, you can get into this business um, for, for just a little over $1,000. Let's just say $1,200, right? You, you get yourself a, a, a printer and you get yourself um, a, a small heat press, whether it's a tumbler press or a mug press, um, a few blanks, some paper, you know, and, and the other peripherals that go along with it. And so for about $1,200, sometimes maybe less, you're in. Yeah. Right? You're in. Um, you're not having to, you're not having to pay for any kind of education. You know, you've got the, the folks that come on, the two regular guys, you've got the, the Craft Express training and, and, you know, even even our other, other, other I would say competitors, but other players in the marketplace, have good programs, right? Where, where you can go and ask questions, right? Um, and so you can learn, learn from the community. I 100% guarantee that everybody, even on this call has made almost every single mistake there is to make in what we do, right? <laughs> it's no right. doubt, no doubt. Learn. Today probably. And, yeah, today, yeah. And, and people are willing to give up. So, so I think that the investment is, and, and I'm not going to say it's relatively small because $1,200, is, $1,000 is a lot of money to a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. But relatively, it's a very small investment to any other business that you want to get into, yes. right? The other thing is the upside is even bigger, okay? And the only reason I say that is, Let's just say you start off with coffee mugs and you've spent $1,200 on buying all of this equipment. You buy a coffee mug, a blank coffee mug for about $2, maybe $2 and some change. You put a little bit of ink on there and all of a sudden $2.50 or $3 max you've put in there with ink and paper and labor and all this stuff that happens. You're selling that mug for $10, $15, right? You can't get those kinds of returns. Yep. And before you know it, you've not only paid off your, your equipment costs and, and you haven't run out of ink and, and people keep, you know, used to in, in the old sawgrass days, used to come to me and say, well, the ink's so expensive and blah, 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 blah. Everyone always forgets how much money they made with the ink that they used. Always. Yeah. Right. They, 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 you know, it's, it's no different than putting regular gasoline and, 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 the, the the high octane gas in there, right? Nobody ever says, well, I've traveled this far with this ga tank of gas. Well, you know what? You shouldn't have driven so far, right? But <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, the margins are so big that sometimes people get stuck between looking at the forest and the trees. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that that's really interesting that because we, we got a lot of comments in here about, you know, concentrating on one thing. You know, Jerry mentioned, uh, you know, that, that I know that. that for a fact, right? Jerry, Jerry says, I have a terrible time with that. Uh, Heather says, ditto. Oops, I just bought a laser, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, that kind of thing. And and I, th I think you're right, too, Vic, right? That's what I've always told people is we have all of this information available to us. There, there's people out there in our industry willing to share just whenever, right? All you got to do is go ask and, yeah. and you're going to, yes. you're going to get the information that you need. But I think what I see people challenge with then is what you're talking about. How do we get back to being focused? Right. And and that was the whole idea behind what I wanted to do is how, how do I help people get focused? And so what I've discovered is a lot of that comes back to what we talked about early on. What, what's your passion? What are you, what are you really into? focus on that thing and become the very best you can be on that thing. And then like you explained, yeah, yeah then do a 15 ounce mug, then do a tumbler, let the customers kind of tell you where you need to expand, but you're not going to have those customers to talk to until you really are, are the best in your space. I mean, I think to be honest with you, I, I, I believe just 
telling you from what I see from the outside looking in, that's what you've done so well with Craft Express is you've gone all in on this and you're going to be the best in that space. Does that sound right? Does that resonate with you? Yeah, totally. It, it absolutely does. Nobody likes, you know, doing things they don't enjoy that, that, that does, doesn't give them. We have to do it. We will have to pay taxes, right? Yeah. We, we have to do it. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't mean you have to do it. I don't have to look at my tax returns every single day. I do it once a year and I'm done and brush it. I'm gone, right? I'm moving on to the fast lane, which I enjoy, enjoy being in. So, so yeah, 100%, you're right. Um, 90% of the time, you should be doing stuff that you have absolute passion for. um, And that will bring joy to you. Yeah, that's awesome. Good. So, well, I guess, Vic, my next question... Oh, Terry, did you have something you want to share? No, no, no. You go ahead. Okay. Well, I was just going to say my, my next question for Vic is like, I think I definitely in my brain and I know other people have kind of said, okay, well, I want to turn this into a business, right? I've got to go from whatever I'm doing here as a quote unquote hobbyist as a crafter into I've got to go you know, get all this equipment and make this huge investment. And like I said, you can be in quote unquote business for a, as mentioned, a relative to other things, small amount of money. I know it's like you, I I know it's still a big investment, but what, what is that ramp up, right? Is it like I need to go to the bank and get a loan and and ramp up or, or can I kind of evolve into that? I think you evolve into that. I, 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 you know, ultimately, I don't. I wouldn't want anyone to go into any serious debt in in, in getting into this business, right? Um, with every with everything, there's some sense of risk involved. Now, if if I, I've I've known people who have just bought it on a credit card and they've paid it off the following month because they've made the money for off of it, right? They've hustled and they've made the money. Uh-huh. Um, I, I've known other folks who have. Um, got samples from someone else, pre-sold the order, got the equipment, produced the order, and then sold off the equipment. It's not paid off the equipment, sorry. So so I, I'm not a big fan of going to banks and trying to, to, to get money um, from them because that's you, you'll be paying off interest rates and all sorts of yeah. funny stuff. But ultimately, there are options. There are options where you can buy the equipment and use um, a firm or a an afterpay facility where you pay them up in, in four equal chunks over two to three months um, to break up your payments. In that yeah. time, you've got the opportunity to not only get the equipment and, and the blanks in, but to start hustling and getting orders. Um, and, and so, so that's, that, that's, that's the way I would handle it. Yeah. Quite honestly. I love it. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Vic, as we're getting close to the end here, here's here's your opportunity to give us one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's thinking about taking the leap to to build this side hustle. What's what's one thing that that people should uh, uh, should be aware of, or 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 your best advice for moving forward? Do it. <laughs> just 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 do it. Get you know, get off from your chair. Do it ask questions in the community and just do it. I, I honestly, I, I think that that is the one thing that I that held me back for many years in starting this business. Um, and yes, I, did I go all in? I went a hundred percent in and into this. Um, and, but it doesn't mean you have to, but it just means you've got to start doing something to move, move closer to that. Sorry. That's little. So yeah, that's my one piece of advice. You you can keep thinking about it. You could talk yourself out of things. Like Aaron said, I don't want to go to the marketplace and set up today. Nope. Kick yourself out of bed. Go do it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that is really good. In fact, uh, Ramona says, uh, take that step. Shout it out to the universe, to everyone you come across. Tell them what you're doing and make it happen. So yeah. um, Yep, definitely. So it's a great one, man. Yeah, definitely. All right, Vic. So, and some of the other comments in here, I I wanted to just hit them real quick because I I, I see two yeah. sides of this. Um, and so one of them is Maria. Uh, she says I don't 
I don't have a sawgrass print anymore. I have an Epson and notice that sublimation is now getting saturated, which is amazing. I've invested in a laser machine and this has set me apart from most. I incorporate sublimation and laser. Um, and then Evelyn mentioned being unique is where it's at. Uh, Jerry said, you were right about sublimation. That is why those of us who use sublimation as part of all of our business need to be unique. Um, you've done that with your laser talking to Maria, but I, I want to real quick, I know we're kind of running out of time, but I want to get your take on this because, um, I believe you're, you've got a, there's two things that are going on in my brain right now, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. One, you mentioned how big this industry is, right? So this whole idea of saturation, I think we have to be careful of, of thinking mm -hmm. in that term. So I want to get your take on that. But then I also want to get your take on on being unique. So would you cover both of those topics for me real quick? Yeah. Um, I don't believe we're anywhere close to saturation, right? So, so I, you know, we're, we're, we're 300 million people in the United States alone. And, and I, I know we haven't sold, you know, um, 100 million sawgrass printers and Epson has not sold. 200 million Epson printers in the marketplace, right? And, yeah. and that would kind of lead to sort of saturation. Um, I, I think where we're, where, where we're um, really need to sort of focus in on is the technologies that are coming out. Terry, Terry looked at, you know, uh, director film DTF, right? Um, we looked at, we looked at sublimation. There's in, people have mentioned laser engravers. None of those markets are anywhere close to saturation. Yeah. Not one of them. Now, are there a lot of cutters out there in the marketplace? 100%, right? Yeah. And equipment is one of these things that people buy and don't necessarily rebuy until they absolutely have to unless it's broken, so, right? So you're not going to keep rebuying. However, the things that that equipment can do, those are ever-evolving. Right. Yeah. So, for example, vinyl. Vinyl used to be nice and flat. It came out in matte, came out in glossy. Now it's coming out in puff. So those consumable products are evolving. Same with coffee mugs. 11-ounce mug, 15-ounce mug, tumblers came out. You know, the Yeti-style cups came out, all this stuff. Um, DTF is now emerging. Guess what's going to happen? It's going to go way beyond T-shirts. This. The, the, it, it, it's going to go into other substrates and other blanks. Yeah. There's markets for all of these and there's intersecting nodes in between each of these two. Yeah. Right. And those are the nodes that people really need to start paying attention to in, in, in our industry. Um, so, and so yeah, no one is saturated. I, I, I refuse to believe that we're anywhere close to saturation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I am in the exact same camp as you, and and it, it's keeping that abundance mentality that is going to drive yeah. us forward. But then I guess, Vic, can you transition a little bit from that into, because I, I do agree with the the need to be unique, right? And I think you talked about the nodes and and so what might make people unique is how you bring and, and what you do with that technology and stuff like that. But do you have any other thoughts on on that part of it, like being unique? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I think that, that, that there's a lot of people who do heat transfer vinyl who are starting to move into sublimation, right? I, I think that's that that's where that's where a lot of this is going to. And and you know it's 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 cool to combine um, different technologies, right? Yeah. Why can't you sublimate something and, and embellish it with heat transfer vinyl, right? Why can't you, um, why can't you take um, a sequin patch and put it onto something that's not polyester? And, and, and what I mean by sequin patches are, are these things, right? <laughs> these, are, these, are, these have been around for years um, and you, you flip the sequins, you sublimate on them, and you transfer the sublimation and the patch at the same time onto a shirt, yeah. right? That's cool. And they come in all different shapes and sizes. So why can't somebody just take those and specialize on those at, at a farmer's market, for example, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what I mean by, by, by you can have someone that's doing embroidery that is now moving into this, yeah. right? You can have somebody who's doing embroidery and saying, you know what, you know what I'm going to do now? instead of being limited by the number of, of, of threads I can put through, and I'm not a very big embroiderer. If, if you had Jimmy Lamb on here, he'd be going on for years. <laughs> but, but 
But instead of being limited by the number of threads and needles that you have in the embroidery machine, why can't I just embroider using 100% polyester thread and transfer a sublimation print directly on there? Yeah. That's what I mean by nodes and transition points. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Embroiderers can relate to that. HTV folks can relate to that, um, to, 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 to transitioning to sublimation. So, so that, that's, that's where I stand. With, that's awesome. With that. Wow. Such good information. Um, we've got a couple other comments here. Uh, Pickers, uh, I'm assuming it's Jeremy, hundred uh, percent, so much business for everyone. Um, yes. Love the idea of multimedia, expand your mind. Right. Um, so, all right, Vic, last thing I've got to, we've got to do is cause we could talk for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> and I'm sure people want to continue this conversation with you. They want to learn more. So how do they connect with you? Where, where, where can people find Craft Express? Yep. So we're in, in, in the usual channel. So we're at, we're on Facebook at Craft Express US. Um, we're on Instagram at Craft Express US. TikTok with Craft, craft underscore Express. <laughs> um, so, and, and of course, you can shop with us at shop.craftexpress.com. You can shop our products at michaels.com, joanne.com. Um, Amazon.com, Walmart.com. So we're 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 in we're in a, a bunch of places where you shop. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Now you mentioned TikTok. How many videos of you dancing are there on your, your TikTok <laughs> channel? There's 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 absolutely zero. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vic. This has been fantastic, man. I, I so appreciate your time. What great information. Thank you for for joining us. Um, Terry, you have any last minute closing bits for Vic before we let him get out of here? Well, I think, uh, you said at the beginning that, uh, there's a lot of good advice, no matter what stage of business you're in. And, and, uh, as, as always, Vic has delivered that. Yes, he has delivering the Thank power you. of wow. Right. Exactly. I, I guess actually Vic, I, I missed a question. Jerry uh, did ask what's delivering the power of wow. So, um, um, yeah, so the, Delivering the power wise two things for me. One, it is what I talked about earlier, which is the, whenever I take something off uh, at a trade show or take a transfer sheet off and people just go, wow, amazing, right? Um, we posted a couple of videos from um, Creativation on Instagram and immediately 6,000 views and, and people loving it, right? So, so that, that's one thing. I think the other the other piece, which is more the commercial side of the power of wow, is that wow that people give you is worth money. Okay, and what I mean by that is a regular coffee mug. Let's just go back to example. Cost you three dollars with all the ink and everything on there. That regular mug is now worth fifteen dollars. And the wow part of that is, is that emo that difference is what I call the emotional margin is what people are willing to pay for it above. Me. So if I put Billy's face on there, Billy's dad is going to pay the extra $10, $15 to buy that mug. That extra $10, $15 is the emotional margin. And that's a wow about this business. Nice. Nice. That's well, it. What a perfect place to, to leave this, Vic. So thank you so much again for your time. And uh, we will talk to you again very soon, sir. Thank you. Keep up the good work, guys. Great. Thanks, Vic. Awesome. Bye. Good deal. You know, Aaron, I'm not allowed to buy any more coffee mugs. I have to get rid of a mug to replace with a new mug. So I'm at that <laughs> well, point of my if it's got my face on it, though, it's going to be worth that uh, extra $10, $15, Terry. So <laughs> put my picture That was awesome it. information for Vic, as always. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. So thank you, Vic. Um, okay, Terry, well, we're coming up on the, uh, the end here. So uh, let's tell people... Uh, where the big book of travels is going to be uh, leading you. And uh, then we'll let everybody get out of here. We'll, we'll see him over at the half in just a bit. Uh, Terry's big book of travel says he's traveling today. Uh, my uh, complete screen printing, <laughs> screen printing business course. I'll be at Atlas screen supply tomorrow uh, and Sunday. Uh, I, I'm not sure if that's sold out or not. I forgot to ask the, our friends at Atlas screen supply, but the next class in Chicago will be June 10th and 11th. And then I'll be uh, back here in Phoenix at Workhorse Products on June 3rd and 4th. And of course, all my upcoming events, you can find at terrycombs.com. How about you, Aaron? 
Excellent. Yeah. Um, well, let me actually share what Eric's got coming up here first, if that's okay. Um, sure. I thought he was still typing. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got enough to get me started. Um, so, so Eric's got uh, coming up later today, uh, the take up it's episode 148 and uh, the FAQ, the frequently asked questions from machine embroiderers and digitizers at trade shows. Uh, Eric's been on the road, so I'm sure he's gotten uh, lots of good information that he's going to pass along to you. Um, we'll get back to the take up. Here's what he says. We'll get back to the take up after a long break with a discussion of the most frequently asked questions, comments, and more from the spring season of Impressions Expo and DAX, uh, from digitizing techniques to sourcing supplies to the difference between outsourcing and in-house creative. He'll even cover the hot topics and take any questions that you dish out. Um, in fact, I know that uh, he's got at least one question that I brought to him. Somebody had asked me a question at Dax and I'm like, hold on, let me find Eric. Eric, can you come <laughs> over here? <laughs> and so he, he helped us out right there on the spot. But uh, if you want to head over to Eric Campbell, E-R-I-C-H, Campbell.com and click the take up tab at the top, you can join him. That is happening live at 2.30 Mountain Time. And then you can always go back and check the replays. But uh, if you're tuned in live or even if you're watching the replay, just share your insight, your comments, your questions there with Eric. Um, and then uh, breaking news. Uh Fort Worth Impressions Expo is in the works for Eric. So uh, we'll, we'll have more information on that as it gets a little bit closer. But uh, if you're in that area, make sure that you, uh, you, you note those dates because it could be an opportunity to uh, check out uh, and, and get to meet Eric face to face. So um, as far as uh, myself, uh, I am going to be heading off next week. Uh, I will be at the Sublimation Summit out there in Peachtree City, Georgia. Uh, if you go to sublimationsummit.com, um, they actually have a, a virtual experience as well. So even if you're not in that area and you want to still check it out, um, go to sublimationsummit.com. And uh, we actually have two codes uh, available to regulators. So if you want the three-day pass, you can get $40 off that by using 2REG40. Um, or if you want $20 off the two-day pass, you can use 2REG20. So um, either way, if you're coming live or, or checking out the uh, the um, virtual side of it, uh, I think they're going to have um, pretty much all of the classes uh, available as, as virtual elements as well. Um, I'm actually teaching three classes there. Uh, the Fundamentals for Small Business Growth, uh, Strategic Planning and Time Management is what that, that first one's about. My second one's called Building a Strong Marketing Foundation, the Key Elements to Attracting Your Ideal Clients. And the third one is Pricing for Profit, Strategies for Setting Pricing that Works for Your Business. Uh, your being... Uh, all caps, underline, bold, kind of like the ultimate, Terry, right? Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, so that, that's happening next week, April 27th through 29th. And then um, a little little downtime for me, finally, which will be nice. But after that, uh, heading to Graphics Pro Indianapolis, uh, specifically for the Start Here Academy. And um, that Start Here Academy is a, a free event, but it happens the day before. So it's June 14th in the evening. There's food. There, it, it's, it's worth checking out. Um, if you go to osg.link forward slash SHA, uh, you can uh, learn more about that. We're actually going to have a couple of the other speakers um, joining us here on Two Regular Guys as we get a little closer. So um, more info on that to come. But Start Here Academy is definitely something to put on your list of things to get to. Uh, just meet us up there in Indianapolis. It's a great show. And then later on, in fact, I think it's the next week, I'll be heading back to Atlanta for the Skills USA event. Uh, this is not a, a show to go to. This is where young people have a competition to uh, see who the best sublimator is. And um, I've been fortunate enough to be a part of that and uh, got to take over the reins as the the chairman, which still is like, why would they give that to me? But okay. <laughs> um, so uh, if you are somebody that is in the sublimation world and would like to support that cause, we are definitely looking for support in the form of uh, donations for prizes, donations to do blanks with, um, people to help with the committee to make this thing happen. 
any any help I can get, just reach out to me. You can find me through the Two Rare Guys website. Just send an email through there, and and that'll get to me. Um, yeah. So if anybody wants to help with Skills USA, just let me know. I'm looking for help. And I think that's about it, Terry. Whew, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and and nearly on time. Look at us. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, Terry, we have come to the close of another show. We want to thank Vic Patel, Craft Express, all of the folks that showed up and uh, and commented and and uh, joined the conversation with us along the way. Asked those questions. Um, the the uh, so go check out Craft Express at all the places where they uh, they mentioned earlier. And and again, thanks very much to Vic for all of his information today. Sounds like Vic is everywhere, and uh, we also want to thank our show producer Eric Campbell for. Everything Eric does to keep the the wheels turning on the bus here. <laughs> I feel like I should sing a song. The wheels on the okay, all right, I won't. <laughs> but yes, thank you very much, Eric. We appreciate everything that you do. Uh, next week we've got Craig Calling from Ascentium Capital, and he's going to be talking about payment and financing options for f- small business owners. So um, it's been a little while since we've had had a conversation like this. So we're excited to bring Craig in and, and uh, Terry and I have known Craig for a very long time. Uh, he was yeah. the first finance guy that we worked with back in our early days with the uh, U S screen. I, I, I hesitate to say the year, but I'm thinking like 2008, maybe probably in that, in that neighborhood for sure. Something Craig like is that. a yeah. local yeah. Phoenix guy. So yeah, local Phoenix guy. So I, I think he's going to be coming into your uh, office live. If I remember right. Uh, yeah, I'll just put a chair here next to me. Okay. All right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's going to be a great conversation next week. I'm actually going to be uh, away at the sublimation summit. So I will be a watcher. I will be a replay watcher myself, but uh, can't wait to uh, learn from Craig next week. So I'm yeah, excited. absolutely. So until then I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And that was the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.